जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी जय राधा जय गोपी जनवल्लभा गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभा गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन जमुनतीरावन चारी यमुनतीरावनचारी जय राधा माधवा कुंज बिहारी कुंज बिहार जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जनवल्लभा गिरिवरधारी जय गोपी जनवल्लभा गिरिवरधारी यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यशोदानंदन ब्रजजन रंजन यमुनातीरावन चारी यमुनातीरावन चारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय
जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी ृंदाय Nitai Gaur Pramanande Hari Hari Bo. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories to the assembled devotees, Hare Krishna. All glories, all glories to Shri Shri Guru and Gauranga. All glories to you, Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. So today we're reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 11, Text Number 6. Please repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasme Shri Gurave Nama Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeyaham Sri Guruho Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate गोपेशा गोपिका कांत राधा कांत नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचकल्पतुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीतना पावनेभ्य वैष्णवेभ्य नमो नमः नमा ओं विष्णुपादाय कृष्णपेष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सारस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिने निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चातिदेशतारिने जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर शिवासिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 
राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय घंतराज श्रीमद भक्त महापुराण की जाय शिल प्रपाद की जाय नमनाथ सदांगी पंकज नता स्मनाथ सॉरी नताह स्मते सदांगी पंकज वैरिंच वैरिंच सुरेंद्र वंदिता वैरिंच सुरेंद्र वंदिता परायनम क्षेमाम इच्छिताम परां परायनम क्षेमाम इहे छत्ताम पराम न यत्र कालः प्रभवेत परह प्रभु न यत्र कालः प्रभवेत परह प्रभु नताह स्मते नाथ सदांगी पंकज वैरिंच वैरिंच सुरेंद्र वंदिता परायनम क्षेमाम इहे छत्ताम पराम न यत्र कालः प्रभवेत परह प्रभु नताहस्मनाथेनाथ सदांगी पंकज वैरिंच वैरिंच सुरेंद्र वंदिता परायनम क्षेमाम ये छत्ताम पराम न यत्र कालः प्रभवेत परह प्रभु नताह स्माते नाथ सदांगी पंकज वैरिंच वैरिंच सुरेंद्र वंदिता परायनाम क्षेमाम हे छत्ताम पराम न यत्र कालः प्रभवेत परह प्रभु नताहस्मदनाथ सदांगी पंकज वैरिंच वैरिंच सुरेंद्र वंदिता परायनम क्षेमाम हे छत्ताम पराम 
प्रभु नता स्मते नाथ सदांग्रिपंकज वीरेंदितायण क्षेमा हिछत्ता न यभवेत्पर प्रभु स्मते नाथ सदांग्रिपंकजांगेरेंचरेंचरेन्द्रवादितायण क्षेमा हिछत्ता न यभवेत्पर प्रभु नता bowed down sma we had done so te unto you nath o lord sada always angri pankajang the lotus feet virencha brahma the first living being virencha sons of brahma like sanaka and sanatana sura indra the king of heaven banditam worshiped by parayanam the supreme shemam welfare iha in this life ichatam one who so desires param the highest na never yatra wherein kalaha inevitable time prabhavet can exert its influence paraha transcendental prabhu the supreme lord translation please repeat after me the citizens said o lord you are worshiped by all demigods like brahma the four sun sorry the four sunas and even the king of heaven you are the ultimate rest for those who are really aspiring to achieve the highest benefit of life you are the supreme transcendental lord and inevitable time cannot exert its influence upon you so again the citizen said o lord you are worshiped by all demigods like brahma the four sunas and even the king of heaven you are the ultimate rest for those who are really aspiring to achieve the highest benefit of life you are the supreme transcendental lord and inevitable time cannot exert its influence upon you what by his divine grace shri prabhupada ki jai the supreme lord is shri krishna as confirmed in the bhagavad gita brahma samhita and other authorized vedic literatures 
No one is equal to or greater than him. And that is the verdict of all scriptures. The influence of time and space is exerted upon the dependent living entities who are all parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord. The living entities are predominated Brahma, whereas the Supreme Lord is the predominating Absolute. As soon as we forget this clear fact, we are at once in illusion, and thus we are put into threefold miseries, as one is put into dense darkness. The clear consciousness of the cognizant living being is God-consciousness, in which one bows down unto him in all circumstances. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnanjana Shalakaya Chakshurin Meritam Jena Tasme Shri Gurave Namaha Nama Om Vishnupada Krishna Vishnaya Bhutale Shri Matei Tamal Krishna Goswami Hare Krishna. So in this part of the Bhagavatam, um, a wonderful pastime is taking place. Pastime is called Leela. Leela is made of two words, Li and La. Li means that the Lord is offering us the opportunity to become the happiest we can ever be in our lives. La means we accept his offer. We honor that offer. And we say, yes, I would like to dance with you. I'd like to play with you like we can see here. Krishna is playing with his friends, dancing with the gopis in the Govardhan Leela, which is uh, a Leela that we sing about every day. Uh, Krishna is showing his devotees that no matter how bad it gets, it's always going to be the best. Because Indra was being worshipped every year because uh, the farmers wanted rain so that the crops will grow nicely and there'd be bountiful uh, crops like that, bountiful harvest. And so they would worship Indra so that they would thank him for the rains that he sent at the time of harvest. And when Krishna appeared, he asked his father, Baba, Baba, why, why are we worshipping Krishna? Why are, we, why are we worshipping Indra? And Babaji said, well, we're worshipping Indra because he provides us so much nice rain. And because of that rain, where our crops grow nicely and we have a bountiful harvest. So Krishna's argument was, but Krishna... But Indra showers rain in the desert also. He showers rain on your crops and he showers rain in the ocean as well. You know? So, uh, he's, he's bound. It's his duty to shower the rain. Says it's better to worship a devotee of the Lord. Giriraj, who gives us such nice grass, who gives us a pasturing ground so our cows can go there every day. Boys have such a nice time there. They play on the grounds of Giriraj. Such nice water, such nice gems, fruits, flowers. Hare Krishna Prabhu, thank you. Amazing, amazing things happen there. Everyone is getting so much benefit from this wonderful devotee. 
Or we should worship the devotee. The devotee is very worshipable. Anyway, so they had a bit of a discussion and of course, Nanda Baba loves Krishna so much, he gave in. He said, okay, we'll worship Giriraj. And so Krishna, they all went to the hill. And so the way you worship someone is to say sweet words, and then offer them some nice drink, some nice food, bathe their lotus feet like that. This is the way you worship someone. So they started that process. And so then they started giving so much food, uh, to uh, to Giriraj, and Giriraj started uh, uh, honoring the food, and and he was so happy. There's so much love being given by by the Lord, by all these wonderful devotees to him, that his appetite just multiplied and multiplied until there was no food left for miles and miles. All the food there was was brought and given to him. All the water from the Yamuna was given to him to drink. And still kept saying, Anyor, Anyor, give me more, give me more. When Indra saw all of this, he became a little angry. I do so much, I give all the rain, this, that, and the other. And this is something that they do for me every year. It's my Vyasa Puja time, you know. It's a time when I'm honored. How dare this little boy change everything and and what a grand festival. So he decided to teach Krishna and his uh, people a lesson by sending down torrents of rain and lightning bolts that were so heavy, it was unbearable. And things started getting flooded. So it looked like the end was nigh. You know, it was now, end was near. It's going to be a, a pralaya, a devastation. So Krishna says, no worry. So he took them, because they were at Govardhan, he lifted Govardhan Hill at a certain point, at a certain height. And he told everybody, come in, come in. Everybody come in. And all of Vrindavan came under the hill, not just the gopis and the gopas, but the parents, the uncles, the aunts, the cows, the snakes, the creepy crawlies. Everybody came underneath Govardhan Hill. And then Krishna wanted to show them that, look, you're thinking, this is the end of the world. This is a, a devastation that's going to end the world. But now let me show to you how much I love you. And so he created many planetary systems underneath the hill. Actually, they already exist there. But he manifested it in the sense he showed it. Manifestation is not creation. Creation is, if there's nothing and you make something, that's called creation. Manifestation is, there is already something, but it's hidden. And then you show it. It's almost like if I have a coin in my hand, I, my fist is, is, is closed like this, and you can't see the coin. I open the fist and you see the coin. That's manifesting the coin. Creation is a little like, I took some elements. Of course, there also there's some elements. But anyway, there wasn't a coin, and there was a coin after the creation. Like that. So, this was Krishna manifesting planetary systems underneath the hill. Then he took all the devotees there. And for seven days, they had such a wonderful time in those planetary systems. They just partied themselves uh, uh, over and over again in every different way. Every person, every living entity, including every ant that was under the hill, was given an opportunity to express its feelings, its desires, 
if it had desired to become a beautiful woman, it was allowed to become a beautiful woman, and if it also desired that I wanted to become a tree, it was allowed to become a tree, and everything. And so all the desires, no matter how conflicting, how opposite of one another that one has in one's life, you know, it's not like we all have our desires of one type. We have such a variety of desires. If we really added up all our desires from the time we were born till now, no matter how old we are, we'd have unlimited number of desires. A lot of them are not even in, uh, consistent with one another. Krishna fulfilled all of those desires in a way that was just totally wonderful. So, so this is Krishna. This is Krishna. This is why only when we accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, only when we understand that it is with Him only that all reality will manifest. Otherwise it's illusion. Otherwise it's illusion. Because, you know, we will give our own definitions to things. Like, say, for example, in this world, we define service as work. Some type of an effort that you've got to make to do something is called service. But in transcendental science, service means expression of love. Now, what a big difference in the definition. Work and expression of love are two very different things. Nobody likes likes to work. I mean, they work because they have no choice. And they become so accustomed to it that they even say they like it. But nobody in their true mind would love work. Similarly, no one in their true mind would not like to love. Everybody likes to love. It's natural. It's so natural to the soul to love that it is said that the purpose of life is to love and be loved. The purpose of life is to be happy and to give happiness to others. The purpose of life is to be devoted and to share devotion with others. All of these mean the same thing. They all end up with Krishna Prema. That's why in the morning uh, when we're doing Mangalarti, after we circumambulate Tulsi Maharani, we say that the, the ultimate goal of life is Krishna Prema. Because it is Krishna Prema that is the origin and the end of everything. It is what makes the world move. It comes out of the flute. When Krishna plays the flute, it is said the fifth note creates Krishna Prema. And because of it, the whole spiritual world and the material world become animated. Otherwise, everything would freeze. Nothing could move. Without the sound of the flute of Krishna, nothing would move. Those sound waves are coming. Sometimes you'll read in the news that they heard some type of a sound wave from space. <laughs> you know, they can't figure out what the sound wave is. You know, But each and every one of these sound waves originates in the sound of Krishna's flute, from the notes of Krishna's flute. This is why Venu Gita is very important. The Gita that that Krishna's flute speaks is very, very important science. It is what teaches us what is reality as opposed to what is illusion. So, in this situation, we see that Krishna's kingdom had been attacked. Well, it was his father's kingdom, really. It was attacked by Jarasandha, you know, 18 times. Hordes and hordes of armies came and attacked. So at one point, Krishna became a little 
uh, tired of Jarasandha not giving up. So he decided, let's move to Dwarka. So, you know, to go to Dwarka. And then, as we can see from the description given here, that Krishna blows his conch as he's entering the city. And his conch is, the sound of the conch is so powerful, it is said, that it can cause a miscarriage in a pregnant woman. It's really fearful. I mean, the demons flee when they hear that sound. It's like, they don't want to be around the place. It's too terrifying. Now, demons normally are accustomed to terror. They themselves inflict a lot of terror on others, so they're they're accustomed to being in an environment of terror. But even they become terrorized when Krishna plays his flute, or his his conch. And when he blew this conch, it's described like a fat conch, you know, it's a very powerful conch. When Krishna blew the conch, the sound was terrible, they said. But in this case, the citizens of Ayodhya ran towards him. Instead of running away, they actually ran towards him. Just like uh, the citizens of Ayodhya, today's day of Diwali is a celebration of Sita Ram, Lakshman, Hanuman uh, coming back to Ayodhya, coming back to the city um, that is their home, like that. And the citizens are so happy and they light so many candles, you know, so many diyas, and uh, and welcome them and in mood of jubilation, extremely happy. They offer sweets to everybody, and you know, they light firecrackers and everything that gives them joy. That's a manifestation of joy. So similarly, this is what was happening here as well. The residents of Dwarka were feeling unlimited joy, and as we said, when they worship someone, they love someone, what do they do? They praise them. They say things that offer praise. And here, they're speaking and they're saying, the citizens said, Oh Lord, you are worshipped by all demigods. Demigods are the greatest. They're so powerful that people confuse them to be God themselves. They think, no, this, this is God himself because he's so powerful. and They're so great. They're able to do so many great things. That even the demigods, they say, worship you. Brahma worships you. Brahma is the greatest of the greatest. He is the most. He has the greatest reputation, the greatest power. Every planet in the material world is uh, in 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 the material universe is is under Brahma. Brahma is the supreme proprietor of each and every planet. Everything that happens, Brahma has some say in. He's completely in charge, complete control. Naturally, people may confuse and think he's God. He created all these planetary systems, he created all these trees and living entities, this, that, and the other, you know. It's, a, it's described he created because from nothing all these came. You see what I'm saying? Of course we know that it all came from Pradhan. But anyway, so he's such a great person, yet he. And then the four sunners, the four sunners are his first four sons. Even they, and even the king of heaven, who is Lord Indra, again considered a great king because he's the king of heaven. It doesn't say here, but even Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is a special category. Lord Krishna is Vishnu Tattva, we are Jiva Tattva. Lord Shiva is Shiva Tattva. It's a special category. And he's described as, as uh, 
a manifestation of Krishna, just like milk, when touched with a souring substance, becomes yogurt. So Krishna is like milk, and Lord Shiva is like yogurt. Even he worships Krishna. In fact, he's considered the best. In fact, in the uh, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, it is described that anybody who does not understand that there is no Lord Govinda without Lord Shiva means that these two are so attached to one another. Lord Govinda, Krishna himself, loves Lord Shiva so much and Lord Shiva loves Krishna so much, these two are so attached to one another that he was the only male, so-called male, who was allowed to enter the arena of, of Rasalila. It's not possible to, to attend Rasalila unless you have a female body. And that too, of the highest caliber. And that too, handpicked by Radharani herself. You can imagine, right? How in that arena Lord Shiva can go in and dance with Krishna? You know? I mean, even Mother Lakshmi tried to do that and she couldn't get in. But Lord Shiva was given an opportunity. He was told, go and please bathe in that river and you will get a nice... And then, then we'll see what happens. And he got a nice uh, gopi body, female body, you know. And uh, it was so beautiful when the gopis saw him, uh, saw her, they wondered, who is this beautiful gopi? We've never seen this beautiful gopi before. She's so beautiful. We've never seen such a beautiful gopi in our life. So they went to her and said, where, where are you from? Which village are you from? Who are you? And she had a veil over and she was very shy and said nothing. They thought, wow, what a nice person. She doesn't speak. Very humble. You know? He didn't want to give himself away, right? <laughs> and then Lord Krishna welcomed him and allowed him to dance with him. Lord Krishna manifested one form just for Lord Shiva, to dance with Lord Shiva. Just like he manifested one form for Radharani and one form for each of the gopis who was dancing for him. Every gopi understood that Krishna was dancing with her only. That's the beauty of this uh, wonderful painting we have here. It shows that. So Lord Shiva was given that opportunity. But even he, who is such an exalted personality, worships Lord Krishna. So what is our position? We are very insignificant. We are practically nothing. We all think we are something. All of us think that I'm something, I'm great, I'm this, that, and the other. But that is our illusion. That's pure illusion. Illusion means the thing is there, but it's being misidentified. Just like, say, for example, in the dark, we see a piece of rope and we think it's a snake. Rope is real, snake is real, but that rope is not snake. That's the illusion. Illusion doesn't mean false. Illusion means misidentification. False means not happening. You know? Like if I said to you, um, there is a person and his name is Tiki Tiki Tembo, No Sarembo, Charimari Ruchi, Pipperi Pembo. Well, I think if you look around, you may not find such a person whose name is Tiki Tiki Tembo, No Sarembo, Charimari Ruchi, Pipperi Pembo. You see what I'm saying? So that might be a false identification. Actually, I want you to know there is a person whose name is that. There is a person whose name is just what I said. So, by saying he doesn't exist, I created illusion. Something that's real, misidentified, is illusion. So our point is that we are living life in illusion. We don't really understand. We don't understand 
that Krishna is the original Supreme Personality of Godhead and that He is everything. He can do anything and everything. And our first order of business is to love Him. Our first order of business is to come to know about Him. To inquire, to ask. Even if we don't know how to ask, we can simply say in our hearts and say a little loudly, Oh, oh Lord, who are you? Because people know that God exists, but they don't know who God is. So if we ask that question, God, who are you? Please, come, let me allow, allow me to know you. Allow me to know about you. Then Krishna will make the arrangement by sending a devotee who will explain, oh, this is who God is. This is the Supreme Personality of God. Kalachanji is the Supreme Personality of God. Govinda is the Supreme Personality of God. And why should you know that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead? We should know Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead because our nature is to live an eternal life full of knowledge and, and bliss. This is the nature of the soul, sat ananda So, if you live according to your nature, then you will be happy. If you don't live according to your nature, then there will be problems. The three modes, like it says here, will affect us. A simple example is given. If the fish is taken out of the water, it cannot be happy anymore. Even if you put it on a wonderful bed, a golden bed, and you know, have the most beautiful, if it's a male fish, most beautiful women around him, feeding him grapes, singing his praise, he will not be happy. Why? Because he's not in his natural element. So we have to be in our natural element. And our natural element is Krishna Prema. That's our natural element. That is our location. Therefore, the dham is considered non-different from Krishna himself. Golok Vrindavan is the same in absolute terms as Krishna himself. Hence, like we, this is called Kalachanji dham, Shishirada Kalachanji dham. The dham is non-different from Krishna. We should always understand that, Hare Krishna, that living in the dham or being in the dham, or visiting the dham, or doing anything in the dham, is the highest privilege that we have. We're very privileged to be in front of the Lord, to be with the Lord's devotees, to be in an environment. And our life should be always in that situation, at least in our heart. Externally, we may have to go somewhere and do this, that, and the other, but internally, we should always be fixed in Krishna consciousness, fixed with Krishna, fixed in his dham. Glorifying the dham, glorifying Krishna. Because glorification is the indication of love. Prabhupada defines the word love, means to glorify. Kirtiyate iti kirtanam. That statement is made in Sanskrit. Kirtiyate iti kirtanam means to glorify is to love. Therefore, kirtan is love. And therefore, Krishna says... I am not in Vaikuntha, I am not here, I am not there, but I am where my devotees are, chanting my glories, doing kirtan. There I am. So, uh, so in this verse, we're being encouraged that if we associate with Krishna, Krishna's devotees, Krishna's service, Krishna's dham, we are already in a very fortunate position. We should feel very happy that we are in a very fortunate position. Now, this fortune should be given to others as well. Why? Because we are all one family. Krishna says, Aham bija pradapitaha. I am the seed-giving father of all 
living entities. Therefore, all living entities are the family of Krishna. Every one of them is the family. Every of them is intimately related as a servant. Servant means expression of love. So they're all lovers of Krishna. Therefore, it is said, Jivera Swarupa Hoy, Nityera Krishna Das. Everyone is a servant of Krishna, meaning that everyone is beloved to Krishna. And Krishna says that. Suridam Sarvabhutana. Suridam means, I am the greatest benefactor, Krishna says, of every living entity. The greatest lover, the greatest friend of every living entity is Krishna. So we must give this message out, and therefore Prabhupada said, that those who preach will have life. Because if we tell this to others, and there is no complicated way of telling, simple way of saying is, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Just like in this wonderful class Prabhupada was once giving with all of his stalwart disciples sitting there, sannyasis with their dandas, he asked uh, Saraswati to stand up. Saraswati was a five-year-old girl. And he asked Saraswati, stand up. So she stood up. And he said, Saraswati, who is Krishna? And Saraswati said, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. Prabhupada said, she is the best preacher. Because all these nice sannyasis were all thinking, we are preaching, right? And he wanted to show that what is preaching? Preaching is to repeat the supreme absolute truth. If you repeat the truth that we are not the body, we are the soul, if we repeat the truth that we are all connected to Krishna, we are his children, that everybody is very beloved to Krishna, we should be respectful to others, not insult them, not offend, not harm others. Right? The definition of violence, according to Krishna consciousness, is not hitting somebody with a stick and then, you know, causing them pain. The definition of violence, according to scripture, is if you discourage them on their path to Krishna in any way, that is considered violence. If you in any way discourage a person on their way to Krishna, that is violence. So, we should be non-violent in that way, not non-violent, I will not fight. You might have to fight. Why? To serve Krishna's purpose, just like Arjuna had to fight to serve Krishna's purpose. Krishna's purpose was, he wanted to re-establish dharma so that everybody could be happy. Because dharma is an environment in which people can actually flourish in their Krishna consciousness. Like that. So, um, this verse and all of the Bhagavatam encourage us like this. Please know that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You are, we are all very beloved to Krishna and that we should always say to Krishna, I am yours in your mind and that everything I will do in my life is only for your pleasure. Because if that, if that becomes our mood, then we will gradually progress towards Krishna until our last breath. And because we are followers of Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya says, those who do this, even if they don't achieve perfection, I will complete the balance that they needed. Because one must have 100% success to go back to Godhead in Krishna consciousness. So even if we made 10% by this progress, Lord Chaitanya says, I'll fill in the 90%. But you keep making this effort in this way towards. And so this is Lord Goranga's greatness. That's why he's called Namo Mahavadanyaya. He's the most munificent uh, incarnation of Krishna or representation of Krishna himself. He's Krishna at his best. So, for us, we are very fortunate that Śrīla Prabhupāda gave us this science. Today is 
uh, Diwali, some say Deepavali, like that. And uh, uh, in a lot of ways, Diwali means a row of lamps. A row of lamps, that's what it means. And uh, uh, But Srila Prabhupada wrote a nice letter once to explain to Hangsadutta Prabhu, one of his famous disciples who was in Seattle. He said, Diwali ceremony can be observed in the temple by illuminating hundreds of candles in different parts of the temple and offering a special prashad to the deity. The ceremony was observed by the inhabitants of Ayodhya in the kingdom of Lord Ramachandra, where Lord Ramachandra, while Lord Ramachandra was out of the kingdom due to his 14 years banishment by the order of his father. His younger stepbrother Bharat took charge of the kingdom and the day on which Lord Ramachandra took back the charge again from his brother and was seated on the throne, this is observed as Diwali and Dipavali. Dipavali means the same thing. Deepa means candles and Bali means numerous. When numerous candles are lighted, it is called Dipavali. In India, this Dipavali function is celebrated in a special auspicious occasion. This uh, uh, Dipavali function can be observed on, in that year it was October 21st, today, this year it's November the uh, 4th, and Prashad can be distributed, sorry, and Prashad can be distributed on the next day, it is said, on 22nd September. So tomorrow is, of course, uh, Anakut. Lots of prashadam will be distributed also. Of course, we at our temple have a tradition of doing a breakfast on the Pavali day, so there will be a morning breakfast. And during daytime, uh, sorry, during time, which is known as Govardhan Puja, the Anakut ceremony. In India, in all Vaishnava temples, this ceremony is observed and hundreds of people are given prashadam according to the capacity of the temple. So then he continues by saying, so I understand last year, the Pavali ceremony was held in the temple and there was a collection of $130. So you can do the needful. Hope you are well, you ever well wisher. A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. This is a nice uh, sort of like very, very concise description of Diwali. But it is a day that the uh, citizens of Ayodhya and in our reading in this Madhbhagdam, the citizens of Dwarka welcome the Lord into their hearts and into their homes with all of their heart and soul like that. So today is that opportunity that we should welcome the Supreme Lord and the Supreme Lord's associates, Radha and Krishna, like that, and Gornitai, Jagannath, Baldev, Subhadra, like that. So many wonderful devotees, deities. We can, Tulsi Maharani, like that, Jagannath, Baldev, Subhadra, like that. So we can welcome them nicely into our hearts. And, and tell them, please always stay in our hearts. Please never leave our hearts. Please always be with us. And interact with them. And then whatever is happening outside, we see as a result of the interaction that's happening inside. Even if it is the greatest problem, as in the case of the great inundation of Govardhan, uh, the Govardhan Leela, we can see what was the result. The result was every one of the living, including the ants in, in Vrindavan, had the best possible time for seven days. That are wonderful, wonderful. Now they continue that after that, but those seven days were extra special, like bonus. At the worst possible time, the best possible results 
were achieved. Why? Because for all of them, in their hearts, they had Krishna, they had Radharani. And they loved them with all of their heart and soul. They're very simple-hearted. Prabhupada said that Hare Krishna, Krishna consciousness is very difficult, but it is simple for the simple-hearted. We have to become childlike, a little simple-hearted. Just know the Lord is with us. Everything will be fine. Whatever happens outside will play itself out because it's the nature of the material world to cause instability, to cause misery. That's the nature of the material world. That is how the material world was designed. So if something is designed as something, it won't act as something else. Like this is designed as a phone. I cannot use this as a chair and sit on it and think I'll be very comfortable sitting on this. I cannot use this, you know, as a uh, a nice mirror. Yes, I can, you know, put on a camera and the camera can show me, you know. But that's not a mirror. Because if I shift the thing a little bit, it's gone. The reflection is gone. If I change something, the reflection is gone. The mirror, the reflection is already there, always there. So long as you stand in front of it, it should show up. It doesn't. You have to do some things to it to make it happen. But it cannot be something it's not. And if you, then if you get, you know, if you think that this is my glasses and I'm going to look through it and see the whole world nicely, and then you see I can't see anything, you can't get mad at the phone and say, what's wrong with you? Because the phone does not have that as a purpose. So don't use the material world for the wrong purpose. We're using the material world for the purposes of sensual enjoyment, sense gratification. That is not its purpose. Its purpose is so that we will learn that when you become separated from Krishna, there will be only two things. There will be instability and misery. I am Instability, misery. So, uh, this is uh, our wonderful, you might say, uh, purpose of today as Diwali. And uh, we should feel very happy that we are given this opportunity to say to the Lord, Lord wants to come into our hearts. And once he joins us, then it's all a big lila. After that, it's a big pastime in which many things are going to happen. And we can see in Krishna Leela, so many difficult things happen too, right? It's not like everything goes hunky-dory all the time. The times when demons turn up and cause the real mess. The times when, you know, the gopis get separated from Krishna and they feel very, very unhappy because in the day that Krishna is gone with the cows and the calves and the boys to Govardhan and the gopis miss Krishna. They feel very, very sad in his absence like that. So those happen as well. But all of them have the purpose of increasing love for Krishna in the heart. Hare Krishna, I'm going to stop here and ask if any of you would like to ask anything or say anything. Anybody, any questions, any statements? Hare Krishna. No? We're all happy? Okay, very good. All the best. Jai Shri Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Shri Diwali Festival Ki Jai Shri Kartik Amasa Ki Jai Shri Damodarastakam Ki Jai Shri Shri Radha Kalachanji Ki Jai Vanchakalpa Turbhascha Kripasandubhya Evacha Patitanam Bhavanebhya Vaishnavebhya Namo Nama Jai Anantikuti Vaishnava Brindaki Jai Haribo